Hello. This is episode 55 of the podcast called Blood and Rain. I'm your host, Arthur Dan. And today, I have the pleasure of doing my first in-person podcast with three very dear friends of mine. A year ago, I wouldn't have even thought this was possible, but I happened to be passing through. I'm joined by some names you are familiar with. Uh, Devin Medrano, the man behind the Seven Path podcast. Uh, Evil Academy, the man behind the Evil cast. And a new creator who you're going to know very soon, uh, the man behind the page, The Wolf in the Mirror. Guys, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, man, it's our pleasure. It's good to see you, brother. It's good to see you, too. Yeah, I'm honored to be here. Appreciate y'all. It's a pleasure to be amongst uh, three great men who have contributed uh, a lot to the community. Well, let's start with three and that'll be four, you know, as the whole three musketeers bit goes. So we're happy to have you, man. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, a, it's an honor. Absolutely, man. It's an honor to have you. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's an interesting time right now, guys. Uh, for those of you who are paying attention to my page, I very clearly doubled down on my faith. Um, I'm very happy to say that Devin Medrano has come over to Team Orthodoxy, and I'm very happy to hear that. Um, we're at a time right now that, even if you're not of the faith, if you take, a, take some time to step aside, and actually just hold space for the air, hold space for what's going on spiritually, hold space for what's going on, just in the general essence of things. You don't have to be someone who's deeply devout or deeply spiritual, quote-unquote, to notice. It's a turbulent time. Uh, today is a day where there's the largest gathering of Satanists in human history. Today is the Super Bowl, and if you pay attention, even for a split second, you'll see the propaganda that occurs not only for you to be asleep as a human being in your decision-making, but asleep spiritually, which is actually upstream and far, far worse. So to be here now, um, be here in person, more powerful, in brotherhood, and much clearer on what it is that we stand for, um, expect a lot more of this to come. Um, it's been a wild ride, guys. A year ago, you know, none of us really had any followers and it's not really about the following but it's about kind of the messages we get that we're helping we're being used by God to help steer people in the right direction and we're actually acting as servants and we'll continue to act as servants but you know a year ago we weren't really doing this at all so I'd love to you know hear how you guys feel after sort of a year of us all kind of knowing each other um you know Wilhelm you started a podcast I think before even I did and Devin you started one recently and it's caught fire pretty quick so I'm curious to know how you guys are feeling at this point I mean it's almost been two years now you know think about it now it's 2022 mm-hmm. and so the entire year of 2020 to 2021 was us all gravitating into each other's fields and just coming together organically which I obviously none of us here believe that's a coincidence it's not you know you attract the people that are meant to be in your life and so us being all on the same frequency is a real blessing and it's a good reinforcement that you know we're doing the right things we're striving earnestly to serve the greater good in this world and it's I mean looking back on it it is crazy three years ago if someone would have told me that i'd be in the place i'm in now in my life with my faith with the wonderful high value message yourselves and our mutuals and my circle whose trust and friendship that i've earned i wouldn't have believed it um, the government overreach to go along with that, all the crazy shit we're seeing on the other side of the playing field is equally absurd. But you know, now I'm now I'm comfortable with it. I've accepted it for what it is, and I couldn't think of a better team of men to have on my side to fight in this spiritual war. 
Yeah, exactly. That's well put. I wrote a post the other day on, you know, how important like teamwork is. And I was talking to Colin with it as well. And the thing is, is like, you know, you think when you first start out, you know, maybe you start your first podcast by yourself, you start your first business, you're like, yeah, you know what? I can, I can man up. I can do this shit. I can bootstrap it and make it work. But in all reality, you know, you need a team of players to help you accomplish what you need to do. And I'm really glad that we were able to get everybody together here, not only to record this podcast, but to bond, you know, this is our first time meeting Arthur Christian mm-hmm. together in person. It's really great to uh, just really move and push this movement forward by meeting in person. Yeah, just to follow off uh, what Devin said, like two years ago, we wouldn't have even had an inkling of, of a thought that we would be among such great men with who share the same values uh, spiritually, uh, just just mentally. This, this uh, coming from the same mindset, uh, from different backgrounds, it's it's really a, a beautiful thing to know what uh, what God has really done uh, because we've earnestly sought out these relationships. We've mm-hmm. we've earnestly sought out this uh, this type of union and uh, just to know that this is the time where we can all come together sharpen each other and uh continue moving forward and uh help help people who are who are earnestly seeking the same things that we are to reach down to pull them to pull them up and i just just feel like we're we're called to be the light as as Mm -hmm. much as much darkness as that yeah is taking place right now exactly and i think god definitely rewards um people who reach out and go ahead and go ahead and take that first step like each of us did in our own lives mm-hmm. we had never met each other before before we started right. these journeys but through that we were able to all meet each other and come together yeah it's vital to have people who see the same things you see and have the courage to speak up about it and acknowledge it because if i was doing this on my own with no support group no friends who understood what i'm seeing I would think I'm fucking crazy because you like the people who are more in the spotlight, like Alex Jones, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Like look, look at how he acts. Like he's speaking the truth. Yeah. We, we know he's right, but the way he presents it, he looks like a buffoon. No, most people don't take him seriously. Mm-hmm. And so if like, like if he was my guiding light where it's like, okay, I see the same things you're talking about. I would start to think that, okay, I'm a lunatic, like I've lost my fucking mind, I've, I've been hoodwinked somehow, but to have other people who are, such as yourselves and our mutuals, who are equally grounded and aren't out there acting like a, a buffoon is is vital for me, because then I realize, like, okay, I'm, I'm not insane, I am seeing past the illusions that are being weaved on society, and, and what it means is that we're outside of the loop of this mass hypnosis that's being cast on people. Well said. Well said, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, it's become somewhat of a, a running trope of my podcast, talking about the Great Conjunction, but I remember, and for those of you who don't know, people might be thinking I'm talking with you know, some astrology nonsense, but we're talking about the cosmos that God has dominion over. We, we forget that astrology isn't this separate, you know, it's based on, you know, some separate entity. We're talking about the cosmos. We're talking about the cosmos that God created. Yeah, we're not talking about the uh, bigotry system for art hoes. We're talking about the real... <laughs> McCoy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're, uh, we're talking about a once in a thousand year event cosmically happening, therefore orchestrated by God, and shortly after, 
um, people like myself, Devin, Wilhelm, uh, Forrest Munden, Will Spencer, um, Letters from the Ruins, Thomas, uh, Tony and Macron. We all sort of found each other all at once, and maybe a couple people were a little late to the party, but we all found each other. Um, we weren't using hashtags. Um, the algorithm wasn't really solidified for us either. We're all getting, we're all starting out pretty quickly, so that's not a coincidence either. Um, Christian, I'd love to hear where you were at this point, you know, sort of the winter solstice 2020, December into January 2021. I'd love to hear, I'm sure that all the listeners would like to hear sort of where you were at. Uh, so 2020 was a tumultuous time for myself. I guess that's when, uh, I would say March is where things started started to kick off for me. It was was going through some of my own, uh, some of my own trials personally while uh, the pandemic kind of took off and uh, I had nothing else I had no other cohort of men around me that I could really go to for what I had uh, had, had been approached with and it's just some of my own inner work that, that needed to get ironed out and I just I plunged myself into my, my daily job and um, from March on down to, to, to December just kind of had managed to meet a lot of like-minded men that I get to share the the room with currently, uh, such as such as yourself, Arthur, uh, Devin, and, and Wilhelm. Uh, going into 2021, um, I had actually found Arthur through Will Spencer's podcast, The Renaissance of Men, and your 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 poem your poem struck a chord inside me that had touched something inside that I've never thought to even reach out towards for, for such a long time. I had been, I had been dormant as I had been wandering through the desert, so to speak. I was, I was brought to this place where I earnestly needed to seek why I was feeling the way I was feeling, why the waning, why, why the wailing was, would not remain silent. And you, the the last line in your in your poem, um, as, as I mentioned, struck struck a struck a deep deep chord inside. That as funny as as funny as it is, you know, take your leisure and sunshine, and I'll have blood and rain. And I was literally outside digging with bloody hands, gloomy weather, in the rain, and I, and I thought to myself, when I, I grew up in in, in such a such a, such a troubled state where I wish that I had brothers like, like all of you here uh, with me. And just the awakening, that's, that's truly when the awakening began. And so I decided to just plunge myself deeper, deeper into the, to the darkest port, part of me to, to, to pull that out. And I, I couldn't have done that without God, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. he, he, he literally stirred, stirred up a fire in me that I had let dwindle. Mm -hmm. And with the help of some of you here, um, as well as some of our other other mutuals, uh, just added added to that, and I couldn't be couldn't be more grateful. Again, I, I did not anticipate myself here um, three years ago. I just I didn't have really any any outlet mm -hmm. to, to reach out to, and just to see myself here now is just is, is really a miracle, and it's just a testament to what God is is able to do as long as you're a, as long as you're willing. To lay down your pride, willing to lay down your pride and earnestly seek Him with all of your being, and, and, and render yourself 
uh, in spirit and truth, uh, to not tear your garments or um, to make a spectacle of, of how you're feeling or to even just try to gain the wrong attention by doing so, it, it literally has to come from within. And uh, I, I just feel like that was that was the beginning of, of something that is, is ultimately gonna be for his glory and for the betterment of, of those around us. You know, you you hit sort of all the right aspects of it. It's, when all this started here, um, we knew we needed to start, we didn't really know what it was that we needed to start. We just knew we needed to start. We had that divine call. Um, and it came to us in different ways. And God meets us where we're at. We all had a, very, a lot of interesting given circumstances. Some may have looked more outwardly bleak than others, but really internally, it's kind of an even playing field, whether we're asleep, whether we're downtrodden, damaged, um, blinded. And even as we're coming out of it, we sort of get with the, we sort of combat pride. You know, we have the best intentions in mind, but it's not just the intentions, we, the words, the thoughts, the deeds, they need to be in alignment with those intentions. And the more and more we unpack, the more and more we notice what is pride, and the more and more we notice what is of actual service, what is detached, what is humble, what is an offering. And there are many creators I know who are exceptionally talented exceptionally talented creators that can't be denied but you can tell you start to get a sense of this thing sort of the sense for whether this actually is in service whether this is in alignment you see that there's longevity there it's not based on pride it's not based on something that will turn to dust and we all have our different struggles spiritually we all have our different struggles in life in this regard sometimes it's speech sometimes it's self-hatred in my case for a very long time Sometimes it's, which is, which is another aspect of pride. Um, sometimes it's, it's just compartmentalizing. I think we can compartmentalize things away, but you actually can't. You can compartmentalize in your mind for the sake of strategy and organization, but you're not compartmentalizing the actual life force, the actual essence granted by God. We're, we're getting to a point now, or there's either, we keep going down the road of pride, or we actually continue down the harder path. The, harder, the, the path that we can't grip onto something with and immediately feel good. Even if it is built in something like hard work in the gym or you know, building a business or even acts of service at times. Sometimes people will put their identity in acts of service and if they're not really getting very flashy with that, not getting that recognition, you know, this too is pride, this too is vanity, this too will turn to dust. It's a tricky balance and it's a balance that it's uncomfortable. It's not actually up to us, but I see it growing more and more in the men surrounding me. And for that, glory be to God. Because I feel like now we're actually at somewhat of a starting point. Last year we were figuring out what everything was, but now I feel like we're actually starting. And mm -hmm. Christian, I'm very happy that you're a part of that. You're an exceptionally talented writer, and I'm very happy you're here. And you're someone who's exceptionally well-versed in scripture as well, um, and has understood that, that separation from pride and actual God-given duty. Um, Devin, well, I've seen a, a change in you, you two in the past year as well. It's, it's been immense. It's been flourishing. It's been, um, I mean, it's, 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 it's been a joy to see. Honestly, it's been a privilege to see. Um, you know, Maybe for some of the listeners, maybe some, some people were like Christian, or maybe, you know, for me, I really, I listen to the Jocko podcast, 
you know, with Jocko Willink, and that was the thing that really kind of inspired my podcast. That, and to be honest, Forrest Munden, um, shout out to him, you know, for saying, like, you know, this, he showed me there's no reason why I can't do a podcast. I never thought to do it, but I felt called to, and, um, you know, God used Forrest as well, so thank you to Forrest as well. Thank mm-hmm. you to Jocko Willink, of course. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, what has that actually felt like to you guys? Because I'm seeing this on the external, but I'm sure there's some transformation within you you could describe that be beneficial to listeners, just like Christian was listening um, to Will's podcast a year ago. Mm-hmm. Well, no, go ahead. Yeah. Well, like you said, with, um, you know, our movement kind of started to take off in, uh, what was it, last uh, winter solstice? Yeah. You said? Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so it started to take off then, but like you just said, it's really now just starting and I really resonate that with because you know I started my podcast mainly based off of uh, also what Forrest Munden said with, you know like if these other guys are out here doing it if I'm doing it you know why can't you and I really resonated with that and I said you know I'm gonna take it and run with it and I'm still producing podcasts but it's not necessarily my main focus my main focus right now is to build a you know shameless plug here but Chattisand Solar Damn right. Yeah. Um, But there really is, um, you know, a power in taking, like something Jocko said, you know, extreme ownership over your life. Mm -hmm. Uh, No one else is going to do it for you. Um, You know, you have to grab the horse by the reins. And, you know, you're going to fall down at times. You're going to start a podcast. You're going to get, you know, maybe not as many views as you want. You're not going to get the support that you want. Or, you know, maybe it's a business that doesn't work out. Maybe your workouts aren't uh, helping your physique as much as you want. Whatever it may be. You're going to fall down on your face multiple times. But all through that process, I believe that, you know, you're getting just a little bit further up the hill. Mm -hmm. And along with that pain comes spiritual enlightenment. And you grow closer to God through that. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when you fall on your face, you know, shit hurts. It sucks. (laughs) But... It's just like building up resistance in the gym. And I think every day, you know, we've been building closer to that. And I really feel that, you know, to be with the cliche saying, you know, this is my year, but I feel like 2022, um, a lot of things are changing and we're mm-hmm. almost reversing the playing field of, you know, this che- kind of chess game we're on mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. whether it be governments, elites, whatever. We're kind of pushing back like for real now, I would for say. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. We're definitely gaining traction, and that's, first off, glory be to God, because without Him, none of this would be possible. And on our own end, to to our own modest credit, it's because we have refused to give one inch in this battle that we've all been enveloped in. And if it wasn't for us coalescing together like we have, forming these friendships and these packs with one another, like I said, we, there's no way any of us alone could have made the dent that we're slowly but surely making. Um, as for myself, I never intended to make a podcast. When we all started, like I said, coalescing together, kind of forming our own corner of the internet. There was already podcasts out. We just started this podcast. Forrest already had a good podcast going. Uh, other men like Ryan Mickler were already well established. And I just thought to myself, like, well, I'm, pr- I'm a decent orator being a leader finding myself in leadership positions I, I can talk when i need to but i didn't think anybody would want to listen to me talk in a recorded format with the podcast but then my good friend elijah who you all know is bank trapper 
put me up to the challenge and he said, okay, I'm going to challenge you to start a podcast. And I've always been the kind of man, even back as a boy, where if someone challenged me, I said, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm not going to deny you. I've always had that stubborn, persistent mindset. And I've also always, there's a, there's a quote from this famous German fighter pilot. And he said this, when you grab a, t- uh, when you ride the tiger, there's no dismounting. And I've always been addicted to riding a tiger in one form or another, whether it was some crazy woman in a relationship or some mountain that I had to climb or some plane I had to jump out of. I've always been attracted to challenges. And the problem was, back when I was a total heathen, was that I was riding the tiger with no direction and with no grounding and transcendent support from God, which wasn't self-sustaining. So that led me to crashing face first into rock bottom. But that humble pie was necessary because it gave me meaning for my suffering. And if I can find meaning in my suffering, there's no amount of pain that I can't survive. And now we're all riding that same tiger. And it, it's good because we're finally starting, I can, this fucking tiger starting to wear itself out. This cultural war we're in, I can feel it like y'all are feeling it. It's starting to slowly but surely shift in our favor. Every time I see some blatant open move from these disturbed, possessed, evil people, all that screams to me is desperation. They know they're losing. They know that they're a quantitative minority. And all that does is embolden me to just double down on my faith, double down on me speaking out louder and pointing them out. And yeah, I mean, at times I belittle them, but it's because they've gone so long unchallenged, unchecked. They need to be humiliated because pride comes before the fall and they need to fall and they need to crash and burn. Because that's the only way people learn a lesson. You know, it's not even hatred. It's mm-hmm. it's necessary. You know, it's it's something you kind of touched upon, Devin, too. It's, you know, I think it's something a lot of men feel. It's like they want to... Men don't want to do something that they want to do. Men want to do something they have to do. Mm-hmm. It, needs to, it needs to be this, this hard wiring. It needs to be this mission, this kind of thing that... When I wake up and I don't do that, I feel the creeping sensation that I am separating from myself. I'm separating out of alignment mm-hmm. from my identity in God. And it's it's funny. We want it we often want it to look like a certain way. We want it to look like a certain modality. You know, we want that direct pressure. Mm-hmm. We want to feel that kind of heat on us, you know, we want to press back against it. But oftentimes it's it leaves us in the dark. Um, it leaves us actually walking in faith, like, oh, I'm not having any tangible things to look, see, touch, smell, feel, nothing, right? Nothing. But we're going to keep marching on. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where the faith comes in. Because oftentimes we have this, we have this engine that we cultivate as men. We want to put it towards something, and we don't put it towards, we don't know in the exact direction, we just throw it in every other direction, and, and we eventually tire out, and we sort of lament that we want it, we want this to go towards something. And once that's found, then we're going to start to add the, the eyes, the eyes of ourselves enlightened, our understanding enlightened to know, you know, who it is, who are the people, like Devin is saying, who are the people that need to be majorly called out, like the only thing that they're going to respond to is full frontal assault. Who are the people who you need to just reason with? You actually, not, not reason, not, not appease, but you just need to actually lay out all the cards on the table. Draw A plus B equals C. 
Apply the logic. Apply the logos. Show them logos from a purely logical standpoint. There's some people you need to plant seeds with. There's some people who are so asleep that if you try to wake them up, they're just going to go further and further to sleep. They're going to disassociate. They're going to plant seeds. Mm-hmm. We have these tools. We have these gifts. We're, we're gifted them by God, but we're not really allowed to use them in a fulfilling way unless we truly actually walk in faith. Um, and sometimes it outwardly doesn't look as glamorous as we like. That doesn't look like, you know, oh, the physique's flawless, the bank account is blank, you know, I'm providing this for my family at this point. We know these things, and if we pray for these things with a humble heart and for the right reasons, we know that, that God knows the hidden workings of us are true and not out for vanity and not out for pride and not out for malicious intent, even whether by us knowingly or unknowingly, then we'll actually have that fulfilling life of applying that edge and applying that understanding um, towards something deeply fulfilling that even if it looks extremely bleak at one point, we know it's far more fulfilling than if we're applying something away from it that seems tangible, but ultimately that's just safe and ultimately that's just arrogance to see what it is would be a better plan. Christian, after, you know, <laughs> driving from Austin, Texas to Stillwater, Oklahoma, and, you know, many a phone call before that, um, there aren't too many people I know who actually understand that concept. They actually understand this sort of even further background separation from the fruits of the labor not being tangible to most. And another aspect of faith is actually continue to walk down that path, even if people aren't seeing the fruits of your path. What advice do you have? people who are sort of going through that, those kinds of circumstances right now? How could you help better paint the picture where they're at? Well, I'll, I'll start by first saying that it's not, it's the path least traveled uh, for a reason. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's the most, it's the most humbling path that you could take. Uh, it's the most, at times could be treacherous, uh, you know, the things in, the things that are happening in the unseen usually are what what dictate that in the sense that as as you're fervently laboring in the fields and you're tilling the earth and you're sowing seeds uh, and you're faithfully watering those seeds but you're expecting the harvest at a time when it's not yet ready and prepared what how 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 else would you would you feel one might feel distraught in the sense that you know has God has God removed His blessing has the blessing been held has is there something that you have that has hindered that and oftentimes we've we're met with this resistance that allows us to peer deeper inside us you know, God God does try in the hearts of men the hearts and minds of men and it's often seen in today's world where we're living in this fast-paced life mm-hmm. where it's it's fast money it's it's it's, it's attention seeking mm-hmm. and, and it's all vanity it's, it's all it's all external mm-hmm. and, and and deep 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 down on the inside everyone is is still yearning for for some type of meaning mm-hmm. they're yearning for some type of belonging and, and they, they won't find that on the exterior mm-hmm. and and when you're when you're faced with those trials, you you have two two separate options. Uh, one is one is the the easier the easier way out, which is to give up and say, you know what, this isn't working. I should trust in 
you know, trust in my own understanding of how this is supposed to play out, right? Trust in my own understanding that I did this, I uh, worked towards that, and, and I, still, I still saw no fruit from this labor of mine. But when presented with that challenge, how, how much further are you willing to dig down deep inside and to seek the face of God? Mm -hmm. Seek my face while it is still found. How many of us are willing to dig down deep inside and trust and walk out on faith? To have that unwavering belief, that unhindering belief in, in the living God that you serve. How, how many of us have been presented with those, those challenges and have folded? I have had many of those trials mm -hmm. and tribulations. But even more so now, it's more important for men like us to come together and sharpen each other to prepare ourselves for that battle. So that when we are able to lead the charge, that we can trust in that and establish that unwavering belief, that unwavering faith, so that others may also see that it is it is it is it is capable, it is possible, but that our reward comes not from man, that our reward comes from the spirit. Mm -hmm. Well said. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that really is true. What you just touched on there with uh, that it comes from the spirit. Because um, to pull up Will Spencer here, you know, he had a podcast that came out and he said that, you know, a lot of the red pill stuff, it just deals with external. You know, women, money, game, you know, all that. It's all external and it's very superficial. You know, yeah, you know, it's somewhat important and, you know, it plays a big aspect in your life. But it doesn't play as big an aspect as a spiritual part. Mm -hmm. That's the part that really actually takes real work to conquer and work past, you know. Whatever it may be, getting in touch with God, you know, all those steps that you have to take as a man to sharpen yourself on the spiritual playing field. Mm -hmm. It can't be done by, you know, women, money, game. It has to be, you know, come from the inside with, you know, a brotherhood of men mm -hmm. as well. So. For sure, I mean everything is downstream of consciousness and so that means that in order for anything good in our lives to manifest physically it has to go through the spirit and a spirit that's not connected to god is shut off and it's no wonder these people aren't manifesting anything and so it doesn't surprise me that they seek external validation from their social status from women from money from whatever material possessions that they have and these are all false gods which you know it's taught to us in scripture and it's sad that so many people can't seem to see the forest for the trees everything comes from consciousness everything comes from the divine but people seem to have it backwards they think that they'll be happy fulfilled content once they have six figures in the bank once they have that 10 out of 10 trophy wife or they have that seven-figure job or that pool or that Maserati or whatever. But uh, that's why you can see people who have next to no material goods. They might not have a mansion or live in a gated community. What they might have is a modest piece of land that they work on in a house that might not look flashy, but it's comfortable. And they're the happiest people that you'll ever meet. And why is that? Because they have a strong, robust spirit and faith in God. And as far as I'm concerned, 
the most tremendous amount of courage it takes is to walk in faith and stay consistent. Consistency is one of the toughest things ever, and it is something I have struggled with, staying consistent. But I think we were, when you we was talking earlier about how 2022 is our year, it's felt like my year since 2020 when all these other people's support structures turned out to be illusions and their weaknesses was exposed I kept my faith strong in God, and that's what drew me into all of your gravitational fields. Mm -hmm. And my life has been steadily climbing upwards. It hasn't been smooth. It's been extremely difficult. It's been extraordinarily taxing on me. And not much just speaking for myself here. All of you men are also carrying your own burdens, having your own struggles. I mean, we're not we're not walking on a flat grass field here. We're climbing up a treacherous mountain path right now and there's a lot of storms hitting us from every aspect of our lives but uh, to touch on that one of my favorite posts that you've ever put out Arthur talking about when a man has nothing you see what he truly is well I might not have nothing in this world but as long as I have God I have everything that's all I need I will find a way or make one but only through God not through myself not through any other flawed human modus operandi only through God you know there's a there's a reason why that's the post that I, I reshare like you know I don't know how common a practice it is people creators to you know reshare posts that they've mm -hmm. done in a while but that's the one I consistently reshare is that one because um, we're talking about foundations and how many men have you know like you know you see this story time and time again especially in, in you know sports ball type guys or even you know even boxers like Mike Tyson right <coughs> Mike Tyson lost Custy Amato his mentor and once he hit became world champion at 19 at 19 being one of the most electric athletes electric figures in history and look what happened he could have been the greatest of all time but he had the skills um, he had the attributes all the above but he had no true foundation. His foundation was in was in another man keeping him at bay. Within him is is an extremely broken man, mm -hmm. unfortunately. And he's spoken on that time and time again. This is not me condemning my fellow man. I'm just stating a fact that we've well, we've all seen, honestly. Mm -hmm. Where are your foundations? There are these false lights. The darker paths aren't always presented as the very obviously evil path you know the path of being a satanist the path of being you know just a truly malicious person and it's exactly the bad that they're doing and are doing it anyway this typically comes from people who are truly downtrodden have been truly wronged and are deeply angry and they don't care anymore there a lot of people say they don't care these people do not care but the one that's more often taken is the false light it's presented as something that is permanent it's presented as something that's a foundation but it's a massive deception People think they're doing good when they're in fact not. You know, it's very easy for men of this fear to talk about feminism. It's very easy to see men talk about how women are going deeply and deeply unhappy, um, taking on, trying to take on the characteristics of men. You know, initially it looks it looks enticing to them. It says, "Oh, I'm independent. I can make my own decisions. You know, I can really wait and choose. I can wait and choose." And then it realized that. These decisions that they think are building something in them, in them, they're actually just feeding off of their life force. They're actually just feeding off of 
the actual sort of God-given essence of woman. Now, for men, you know, we could take a look at we could take a look at red pill, and I've seen people. Hey, at one point, I, I I never read the Rational Mail. I never read any of these pickup game stuff. I've never been one to sleep around, but. You know, in other aspects of things, you know, this initial like, oh, if we sort of act this way around women, right, and we sort of maintain frame and all these things, we'll gain respect, right? But to what end? To what end are we are we doing this for? Are we sort of maintaining a certain strength, maintaining a certain posture to just keep women at bay? We're maintaining a certain posture to manipulate them into into doing what they want. What foundation are you building? Oh, I'm surrounded by women. Oh, I have all these women surrounding me. Oh, I have A, B, C, D, E, F, and G external. But there's this deeply growing cynicism in all of them. Mm-hmm. And it manifests in, in multiple ways. It manifests in, oh, I'm in a relationship with someone who adores me, but they don't know the foundation of which they adore me is manipulation. Mm-hmm. And if I really actually wanted to be in this relationship, like if I really wanted to be truly Becoming one flesh and one spirit with this person in marriage, to be have that's two naked souls knowing each other and fully becoming one mm-hmm. in divine union, which is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. You think you can do that with a manipulation? Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. And you see it in their eyes, and they start to they start to break the manipulation a little bit, and they see the spell, and the woman start to leave, and then they go back to the manipulation. Mm-hmm. The other thing that you see is people not really necessarily concerned about that, but then they can have a deep cynicism grow about women. They start to see these quote-unquote biological truths, and really they're just distortions of men abusing their gift of masculinity, abusing their gift of, of, of leadership, and throwing in an environment that's unnatural for women, and you're wondering why these perversions happen. You're wondering why these distortions happen. Mm-hmm. These are false lights, and we can't build foundations on false lights. The reason, the reason I keep posting that post the true mark of a man is who he is when he has nothing. Because when he has, quote-unquote, has nothing, right? No material possessions, no externals. He is now at that baseline setting where he says, I have God and only God and I'll continue to follow that path. And you're going to know how rude in that foundation they are as the externals start to come. Are they going to remember the exact foundation? Or are they going to start to latch on the externals, step off the true foundation and step onto something that will crumble? And we see it time and time and time again. And that's why I continually share that post. Not because, you know, oh, it's this great piece of writing that I put out. You know, I'm very proud of it. The aesthetic looks great. There's rain. It's lavender. You know, it's great. It's bleeding. You know, it's, it's literal blood and rain. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, no, it's, it's, it's for that purpose. It's a reminder. It's a reminder to myself. I never want to leave that foundation ever again. I've left it. Listeners, you've heard me talk about my spiritual injury. You've heard me talk about my, my back injury. You've heard me talk about poverty, malnourishment, all these things. Broken off engagement. You're in. As soon as I came back to that foundation... Six months ago, I can't even recognize myself, let alone a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, listeners, you need to be building on the true foundation. You can rack up all the material possessions in the world, but it will turn ashes to ashes, dust to dust. They're just externals. Plain and simple. Now, guys, we're getting into a point now, though, where the externals are coming. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're, we're wrestling with God. We're starting to say, okay, Lord, we have these externals manifesting, but we don't, we don't want to step in those foundations. But we also know these are things that are in your world, so we want to use these accordingly. What are some of the thoughts you guys are having 
of navigating this? Like, how are you, how are you navigating, you know, these, these gifts that are manifesting? Well, this is maybe where I differ a little bit from people at the table. I would say that I don't believe that money is necessarily the root of all evil. Mm. I think it's definitely dependent on how you use that. Mm. That being said, I mean, obviously there's people in power with a lot of money who do terrible, terrible things mm. who are like legit, evil, possessed people. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think it's down to like Arthur just talked about, building a foundation. And what we see a lot of guys doing is skipping the steps, you know. They can go onto YouTube, they can go read a book, you know, whatever. You can take this guy's course, you know, and how to get a girl, how to, you know, hack, this business hack, this new crypto coin that's gonna make you rich, you know, whatever. And if you get rich, all of that, fine. but. I think the issue lies in guys skipping the steps to actually becoming a man. You know, you have to face some type of hardship, some type of initiation, some type of, you know, tribulation where, you know, you kind of have to battle with yourself and mm-hmm. talk and grow closer with God. And I think the issue we see with a lot of, you know, maybe these young kids with money or even older guys too who have like been led astray off the path is they're skipping those steps. And I think that right now, we're going through those steps and it's preparing us for this. Mm -hmm. And you know, uh, I'm just looking forward to growing more, not only spiritually, but I feel like the, uh, you know, monetary side of it comes simultaneously when you're doing the right things and you have to check yourself to make sure you're not wandering off that path. I don't believe money is necessarily evil either. I think money, like power, reveals a man for who he truly is. It's going to prey upon his weaknesses. It's going to test him. And it doesn't matter if you, whether you have an abundance of money or total lack of it. You see this on both ends of the spectrum. When I look at people who are very poor, you either have people who, like I mentioned earlier, they're very content because they're grounded. They have God. They understand what truly matters above material things such as money. And then you have the other half, people who are perpetually in a victim mindset. Those people stay broke. And there's a certain understanding that you can be financially poor, even destitute, but still be wealthy. Meaning that you understand there are certain things that can't be taken away from you if you don't allow them to be taken from you that you can't put a price on. It's also the same thing when someone has a lot of money. Like Will said, I, I don't know a billionaire who's not sold out, who's not worshipping mammon and isn't evil. I, I, I think that past a certain social status, you have to buy the ticket to even be allowed to have that much money or they'll probably kill you or just make sure you never get that rich. Mm-hmm. But... I know personally self-made millionaires who are good, genuine men, and they're not letting the money go to them. They give to charity. I think, like, when I think to myself, okay, I would like to be financially stable. Financially stable enough that I'm above the impacts of inflation, economic crashes, all this stuff that's barreling toward us right now that we need to prepare for. I don't care to be a billionaire. I don't care to have $100 million. I just want to have enough money in my bank account that... I can be insulated, not just me, but also my loved ones, like my wife and my future wife and kids, 
all of you guys, the rest of our friends, my family, my parents, my siblings, and be able to keep us above all the bullshit that's going to crash upon other people that aren't aware because they're unconscious. But as far but me being a human, obviously I'm susceptible to influence, temptation, and all that stuff. What I don't want to be is a miser, just accruing all this money and not doing something with it. In other words, not giving back to my community. So I, I told myself several years ago that if I ever hit it big and started pulling six, seven figures in consistently, that I would make sure that I give... Like, I, I honestly, I want a house that's comfortable and clean, but I don't care to live in a mansion. I want a nice car, but I don't care to be like Floyd Mayweather with 12 Bugattis parked outside of my house. I think that's fucking stupid, and I think it's just outrageous. It, it's vanity. And so my idea is that when I get that much money in, I'm going to be giving a lot of that money to charity. I'm going to be building schools. I'm going to be building hospitals, orphanages, donating to churches and religious communities, putting it towards something good that's pleasing to God and keeping him, keeping myself within his favor. That's what I need to be doing with that money. I mean, not to sound cheesy and quote Spider-Man, but with great power comes great responsibility. And what I see with a lot of rich people, like Will was saying, you got a lot of these people who are born with a silver spoon in their mouth. I'm not going to belittle someone being born into a situation that they have no say over, but they don't have any real struggle in their life. They can basically buy their way out of most of their problems. And the problem with that is, is when you get conditioned to buying your way out of all these problems, when you're hit with a visceral reality that you can't buy your way out of, you have no fucking preparation for it. The good thing about myself coming from essentially nothing, very humble beginnings, is I know it's like to have to scratch and claw and fight my way out of with nothing but my own willpower and God's blessing. And so I'm always, I always keep that in the back of my mind so that when I do start making more money, hopefully Chastan Barbarianism or Chastan Solar Apparel, God willing, kicks off right. Oh, it will. Yeah, I believe, I believe it will. So when that money starts pouring in, I'm always going to remember where I came from and who I was when I had nothing but God's grace and that everything I have now and will have in the future is because of God's grace. And I think that that, that and keeping men like you in my life with our friendships will keep me grounded, keep me sober in reality, and keep me from becoming corrupted like so many of these charlatans that we see now. Yeah, exactly. And it's also important that we have this brotherhood because, you know, you can take our word for it right now, just like Devin said, you know, we're not going to, you know, let, let's say, for example, we hit it big, whatever, we make a shit ton of money. These guys in this room right now are going to hold us accountable if we <clears throat> take that money, run off, and buy a fucking yacht or something. Like, we're going to be... We're, yeah, yeah, you know, and go buy a or whatever. You know, the men in this room are going to hold us accountable. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what brotherhood is for. Yeah. So, yeah, you can count on us. You can count on all of us to be responsible with this. I, I would like to uh, thank my middle school um, football and basketball coach, uh, Coach Andrew Tijerina, for uh, teaching me the importance of integrity. Integrity is um, who you are when no one is looking. Mm -hmm. And Amen. that really... That really stayed with me. He he wrote he wrote me a letter after uh, after our, our last uh, our last basketball game when I was in the eighth grade, mm -hmm. and uh, he, he reminded me the importance of integrity. Uh, he he commended my character and how I was able to lead, and he reminded me that that was going to be needed as I entered uh, high school and uh, thereafter. And 
and having that true integrity um, is is necessary as 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 Will and and, and and Devin and even Arthur have have touched on, you know. What what are what are the what are these men who who worship vanity in life? Uh, what what are they what are they what are they missing? Right? What what spiritual aspect of them is lacking in, in, in such a way for them to seek the external? Mm -hmm. For for them to go that route to try to try to feel something to try to feel a need for purpose, uh, a lacking of vision, and 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 seeing what everyone else is doing around them, following the crowd, the mm -hmm. uh, the wide the wide gate, if you will. And so, keeping that in mind, there is nothing wrong with humble beginnings. There's nothing wrong with coming from nothing because God sees the most inward part of a man. And just like King David, who was shepherding the sheep in the field while Israel was battling the Philistines, God saw his heart and the true intent and the character that he held while he was shepherding the sheep. And as Israel faced Goliath and the Philistines. God put it in David's heart for him to slay Goliath when the time presented itself. And understanding the importance of cultivating yourself when you have nothing will carry you so much farther than any currency that you could possibly contain, mm -hmm. any worldly currency. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've, I value the friendships that I've that I've gained over the past year and a half, two years. I I value the experience that brought me here, uh, coming from a place of destitute apathy that I thought I would never exit. Mm -hmm. I know some of some of you here could, could could resonate with that, but just to even just to be here, as we touched on earlier. Three years ago, none of us knew each other. None of us would have ever thought that we'd share a room together, speaking on what we're speaking now. But when the veil, when the veil decided to fall, well, not when it decided to fall, when when it began to fall, when mm -hmm. you know, 2020 came around, and we all know what what that's done, how that's changed the entire world. Not not just just us here in the states, but the entire world, and how that's flipped everything on its head. There, there, there has been more. There have been more people seeking therapy, more mm -hmm. people seeking healing, more people mm -hmm. seeking a purpose outside of mm -hmm. this this bleak existence mm -hmm. that they are just currently walking through, and not having that foundation built on on rock, having it built on sand is going to constantly have you in a feedback loop of despair and emptiness apathy and having having all of you here giving me giving me the courage to start to contribute to what god has put in me from from a, from just me being young and and, and being taught the way and that's that's why I started the Wolf in the Mirror. The Wolf in the Mirror is, is basically every, every post is about me is about something that I've been through, mm -hmm. and I understand that a lot of a lot of our 
a lot of our peers, a lot of us have, 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 have come from different backgrounds and my experience is different from Arthur's experience is different from Devin's experience is different from Wilhelm's experience and what I what I aim to to accomplish here is is to, to see through my eyes what I went through so that wherever you're at in your life, listener, whatever you're going through, that you're able to not skip those steps, that you're not able to, to, to take those shortcuts. Because believe it or not, you know, King David as a shepherd boy, he he didn't cut corners. Shepherding's a, a tedious task, and for him to have been forged in the crucible that way, to be used to deliver his people, to smite Goliath, to remove his head and take it back to King Saul, and to show them that those are the fruits of the labor. Mm -hmm. Those are the true fruits of the labor that. Mm -hmm. If you seek earnestly with your, your entire being, outside of the external, if you seek with your, the entirety of your being, whichever religious path that you decide to take down, to, to tread down, to seek the true living breath of life, the rewards and the fruit from that are far more abundant than anything that, that man can try to, to try to weave together. Amen to that. You know, I think everyone came everyone came at that sort of response with a bunch of different angles. All of which I agree. When Christian talks about the fruits, you know, coming from not cutting corners in these humble beginnings from the get-go. It's starting there, starting within the self. It's starting with those humble beginnings, it's starting with those convictions, and it's starting with those actions that no one's watching. It's a, you know, it's a cliche. It's a cliche in a lot of sports commercials. You know, are you putting in the hours that no one's seeing? You know, it shows like a really dramatic video of someone bouncing a basketball with sweat dripping on it. For some reason, the room's very dimly lit, right? Gatorade. Exactly, Gatorade. You know, rebounds. Sports drink, sports brand, you name it. Got to turn that mindset into a grind set. Exactly, exactly. But really what we're talking about is the foundation coming even deeper within the soul and the spirit within the faith. And the externals came for King David. God knew his heart. And any of you still listen to this thinking this is like a cause and effect, you've, you've talked, there are a lot of people out there who would tell you it's just a cause and effect and that's not how that goes at all. There's still a decision maker that is outside of your will and that's God. It's not gravity. It's one of the biggest, it's one of the biggest false lights you will ever encounter. I promise you that. It's a false light of the occult that will eventually come to collect and will take far more than you ever gained from it. Mm. Ever. Ever. But when those externals come, you know, you have to constantly reestablish that foundation with these externals and you need to ask God for guidance on what to do with them. They're there. God has brought them there. If you pray that what is not meant for you is be cast out, you pray that you're not deceived, and when you are cleansed, when your eyes are when your eyes are clear, they've been enlightened with the understanding of God, then you can say, "All right, this is what remains, Lord." You've put this money in my life. Money, as you guys said, is not air and evil. It's not. It's not. It's the usage. You can't worship money. That's the problem. You yeah. can't worship God and worship money. You can't serve two masters. Mm -hmm. But money itself is not air and evil. So 
Lord, help me cultivate that. Help me, you know, and Dylan and I pray the same prayer book every morning. Um, when it comes to page 28, the Jordanville prayer book, um, it talks about take these times to pray for um, your spiritual father, your parents, your relatives, um, those in authority, benefactors. Mm-hmm. Pray for benefactors. What does that say? Well, really we're praying is we pray that their coffers are not going towards degeneracy. Their coffers are not going towards sin. Their mm-hmm. coffers aren't going towards destruction. They're going towards causes of healing physically, mentally, spiritually. They're going towards building churches, towards lifting people out of poverty, towards lifting people out of difficult circumstances, tribulation. It's not inherently evil. So when God, when God has placed that, you said, Lord, I thank you for this. What do I do with this now? The same thing going back to that as men. What are we doing with this? Mm-hmm. You know, shift gears. Let's just sort of wind down. I keep talking about three years ago. Where, where, where were each of you three years ago? Three years ago. Was it February 2019? Were you, were you yeah. Oh, yeah. I was here. Yeah. So I was... Uh, Still a freshman here in school. That's in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah here in Stillwater, Oklahoma. I was. I had a group of men around me, but they were. Like, this isn't me belittling them, but they were the wrong group of men for me. And I say that because I'm not with that group of men anymore. Um, but I am thankful for them because I did make some a handful of good friendships, and they're men who I'm still in touch with. The best of those men, in my opinion, but the rest of them were not aligned with the values that I was seeking and and that's not all their fault it's as much my fault as it is anyone else's because you are the people that you spend the most time around and so they were having negative impacts on who I was versus who I was wanting to become and when I parted ways from them it was quite bitter but seeing where I am now it all makes sense and I'm, I'm thankful for the experience and I'm thankful that God brought me away from them so that I could be amongst you men men of renown men who have helped me grow astronomically in so many ways sharpened me to grow into a, a better version of myself because after I got out of the army I needed a brotherhood of men I was always seeking something a group of men to replicate what I had in the army of intense deep bond of brotherhood understanding and a shared purpose to move towards and while I still have friends that I'm in touch with from the army what I didn't have was like a tribe of men to constantly be in touch with working on our individual missions but also having a shared mission to work on and now I have that and it's one of the most humbling privileges I've ever been blessed with yeah no that's well said um let's see three years ago i would have been here as well um and really the biggest thing that i guess my biggest struggle at that point in my life was what we were talking about before the podcast Mm -hmm. with uh that whole skateboard accident breaking my face Mm -hmm. all that um the legal repercussions with that and trying to be a pilot um the government doesn't like it when you know, you fuck around whether you're on an airplane or off an airplane. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the legal repercussions of that were, you know, not being able to fly, my medical being pulled, mm-hmm. which is something that is required to even step foot in a cockpit. Um, so there was a great deal of frustration with that. And I was frustrated for quite a while, probably six months to a year. Um, and I just kind of find, fell into like, despair didn't really know exactly what i was going to do with my life and just extremely frustrated 
And I was like, you know, well, if I'm going to be stuck here in this position, I might as well suffer righteously. So started going to the gym, you know, started training a little bit of jujitsu here and there, started reaching out, you know, meeting guys like Devin, you know, eventually actually started my page before I met Devin. I met mm-hmm. Devin through my page. Um, but really just started my page in the beginning, Evil Academy is kind of more a documentary on what I was doing. You can go look back at my earlier posts and you can see it was a lot more of a first person writing style compared to more of the, uh, you know, zoomed out third person view I do of just the world and masculinity in general now. And so, yeah, three years ago, I was kind of getting my bearings as, I guess, a man, I would say, you know, we all you know, the hero's journey, you all have to go through some type of initiation process. Mm-hmm. Some of them are larger than others. Um, some of them you probably don't even know that they happen. But there has to be some type of, um, I can't remember exactly what it was called in the book that I read. But there has to be some type of aha moment where it's like everything gets spun on a 180. For a lot of people, uh, that was a pandemic that kind of opened their eyes to what's going on and stuff. But for me, it was actually that accident and the legal repercussions with that. So my eyes kind of got lifted a little bit and the veil got lifted for me a little bit earlier uh, than the majority of the people in the United States and the world. And so, yeah, from that, um, I just continued building, continued working on myself. And I'm still working on myself. We're still growing, you know, every single day. Um, but I feel like we've really hit a stride with who we are as men and mm-hmm. who we surround ourselves with and what we're doing with our platforms as well. Mm-hmm. So. February uh, 2019, I was kind of going through the motions for the most part. I was uh, working a job I really didn't like. I was, I was dating somebody that uh, I was not equally yoked with. So uh, I was trying to just kind of keep this facade up that I had made for myself. Um, just got kind of kind of grew tired of it. I ended up um, being able to change change jobs, leave that relationship, and just really start throwing myself into my work. Really, I found that to be an escape. I would work for about twelve to fourteen hours, um, being in the inclement weather, uh, finding myself in a hole, fixing a water line. Um, Having, having done that, I became the go-to guy for that, but that ultimately uh, ultimately led to my downfall. Um, having having the lack of a, of, of a proper structure uh, and, and it just being taxing on the body, there's only so many, there's only so much digging you can do before your body decides to give, to give out. And mm-hmm. um, it, it ultimately, those when caught up with me, but at that same time is when I discovered uh, the Renaissance of Men. It's when I discovered Blood and Green. It's when I discovered, you know, Devin on Instagram, Wilhelm. At the same time, all simultaneously, uh, from 2019 on onto 2020, uh, I was as I, as I mentioned, threw myself into my work. And February 2020 is when the veil just decided. I mean, my whole makeshift world just kind of crumbled and it, it gave me the opportunity to look uh, as far inward as I possibly could because I mean I, 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 
I fervently believe that God kind of shook me uh, to my core because I had I had a very uh, very troubled upbringing. A lot of it was good, a lot of it was not good, but there was just there were a lot of demons inside that I haven't I hadn't dealt with yet, and that that's what ultimately began um, that began the campaign that I I would dub um, who I am is who I've always been. Uh, I I remember Arthur speaking about uh, in, in one of his podcasts about about playing football, uh, I think it was in maybe the 8th grade or when he was 13. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. I, I was a, so I had a typical upbringing as far as um, having a proper father figure in my life, but, you know, it's, it's it's not always rainbows and sunshine. Sometimes, you know, domestic violence can uh, take take a number on, on yourself mm. and, and your family and trying to navigate that while you know, being the oldest child and, 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 and making sure everybody else is taken care of before you're, you're, you're taking care of yourself kind of, it basically became my identity. Um, and so I, just like anything else, would be the go-to guy for whatever whatever the task was at hand. And I saw this in, in the teams I would lead in, in, in school, and in, in middle school, in high school, and then even afterwards, I, I I took it upon myself to, to take care of my family uh, when, when certain things came about uh, that, that affected my, my mother and my siblings for me to kind of carry them and I've done that uh, I've done that for most of my, my young adult life but you know to, ch choosing to be choosing to be the, the, that, that type of individual and um, put others before you it, it, it has its detriments in the sense that you're not able to address what uh, it is really the the, re the reason why why you are. Um, if you haven't sought those things inside and to, to be able to uh, clearly explain or lament who, who you are to, to, to your brothers without having to pause and, and stop and think about, well, is, is, should I really should I really say this or should I just kind of dance around it? No, it, it you know, 2020 is what, what shook me to my core and, um, and, and allowed me to navigate this path uh, just to remind myself who I am is who I've always been, uh, who I am is who God had, had made me to be, who, had, who he had called me to be as a, as a young man, um, reading the Bible from, from beginning to end, uh, every night before bed, before school, um, before I even attended a church, a sermon. Uh, a liturgy um, before any of that and having been through the crucible having that right uh, honestly having that right of passage uh, as a youth and then, and then growing into it but then seeing that you know that that take its toll on you you putting yourself second will, will have you going down paths to try to make you feel something other than this this weight that you have to constantly bear and that's where that's where it really gets tricky if you're not constantly reminding yourself that your foundation needs to be needs to be in god mm -hmm. needs to always be there and it gets frustrating sometimes but after after what's happened in 2020 i don't see us i don't see any of us here returning at all i think we a lot of us here i put the old man away and it's, it's good to see that mm -hmm. uh, it's good to see us kind of make amends uh, 
with our with our spiritual father, with our creator, with God, and and to use that as a proponent for for others that need it just as badly as we needed it during our deepest darkest um, moments of despair. And so, uh, well, Arthur, I just want to thank you for for being so firm in who you are, regardless of like your trials, uh, regardless of your ups and downs. Uh, Devin, you as well. Um, I thought very highly of you, highly of you before I even inter interacted with you um, on, on on social media, mm -hmm. and uh, and Wilhelm for you for you being uh, when I discovered you for you being so young and so willing to um, to lead in a way that that would uh, inspire others, inspire the younger generation is is really important. Um, because we're men like us are needed now more than ever before, mm -hmm. and um, I'm just extremely grateful uh, to be here with you all. Thankful that God has never failed me as many times as as I've stumbled on the path, and that I've returned to the path and returned to the man that I abandoned. Because ultimately, I, I abandoned myself and I abandoned everything that I was taught and. Um, Again, that's what the Wolf in the Mirror is about. So mm. I'm here to reach uh, reach down and, and lift all of you up in the same way that I would that I used to do with my teammates. That I used to do um, with those I I tarried with in the field. And so um, it's, it's it's a pleasure and it's an honor to be here again. It's an honor to have you. Yeah, it's an honor to be your friend, brother. Yeah, yeah. it was great meeting you tonight. Yeah, for the first time in person. You're right. There's no going back. No. There's no going back. Once you've shed these skins, there's no putting them back on. And it's ironic that these charlatans keep trying to get people to put masks on, and all it is, is is a distraction while they take their mask off and show them our, show us their real faces. And there's no going back. Now it's we see everything for what it is. The veil just continues to slip. And at this point, the term back is cowardice, and I've been a coward so many times in my life. Maybe not a physical coward, but a spiritual coward, a moral coward. Yeah. You know, like I said, uh, in my opinion, to walk in faith is the highest form of courage, and I've been a coward so many times in my life. As far as I'm concerned, I've ran out of opportunities to be a coward like that, and I feel that if I turn around now, even um, that God will curse me and I, w I would rather be destroyed in God's service than be destroyed running away from what he's called me to face and there it's either way it's no one's fault but my own and I accept that because that's fine because that means that I have the power to make those decisions rather than someone else making those decisions for me and I trust no one more than I trust God to guide me to where he needs me to be. I'm here to be his pawn, his vessel, my hands working in his name, and no one else is not the government's anymore. No one else's. He is now my guiding rod and will continue to be my guiding rod because no one is going to take better care of me than he who created me. Amen. Yeah, perfectly said. Three years ago, uh, I was I had 400 bucks in my bank account. Uh, I was subletting a place across the street from the projects in Brooklyn, <laughs> having just hurt my back, um, really had the, the true delivering blow that 
what is the effects of which hurt slowly and kill slowly um, and a, an unequally yoked relationship mm. um, that you know like Devin I see everything through to the end and I knew that was the beginning of the end but I knew I started to see it through um, that was a time when I was searching for anything and was deceived I was wandering the subways at night you know East Village Greenwich Village Chelsea Lower Manhattan Brooklyn you name it There's no turning back. There's absolutely no turning back. Christian, your your gift. Um, I spoke to you yesterday in my Airbnb in Austin. You have a gift of keeping people on their own paths in the most direct way that I've ever seen. Devin has the gift of the bar. Outspoken. It's loud. Wilhelm has an eye for the details that most men don't cultivate for decades. Plain and simple, they only cultivated through experience after decades, but he has that eye, that gift of that eye for detail from a very young age. That's vital. Because much of this spiritual war is a game of inches. A gift that I've shied away from for a long time is that of leadership. It's one that I've shirked, and it's one that God has put in my face time and time again, because I've wanted to be alone, completely alone, and I know that this cannot be done alone. But Christian, that is, that is your gift of keeping men like us on the path. You know, Devin can speak it, Wilhelm can point things out, I can lead people in a certain direction, you can actually directly each tell each of these people who could be having individual doubts, you have an eye for that, and tell them exactly what needs, have the Holy Spirit speak through you, speak the exact sharp words, the stern words, wisdom of scripture, wisdom of experience, wisdom of parables. It's, it's it, you know, to call it a glue is, 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 a, is an almost an insult. Because it's vital. And moving forward, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what 2022 is. We'll see. We have a number of pursuits financially. We, we feel, we, we know, looking at each other right now, that all the cobwebs are sort of, they're off. Yeah. They're off. Yeah. I don't see any cobwebs in any man in this room. No. No. And that's happened in the thick of this crazy spiritual warfare of dreams of demons outreach from entities unwanted, congregations of Satanists, demonstrations of masonry and Satanism and, 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 and this big nonsensical sports spectacle that you've seen this past weekend, it doesn't matter. Through all of that, baptism by fire, baptism by fire of the Holy Spirit from God, the one and only true God. Mm -hmm. I don't see any cobwebs in this room. No. It's the first time I can say that for myself, and it's the first time I can say that for any of you. So, Lord, you will provide. And we'll walk in faith through this next stage of our lives where really the people, the path, the tasks, the duties, the scripture, the wisdom, the wives and children 
that will make manifest unto us. In return, Lord, we will answer the call. In every word, deed, and thought, when we stumble, we will repent for any sins that we've committed knowingly or unknowingly, whether in word, deed, and thought, and set, be, be set back on the way of salvation. And we all pray that for any of you listening. This isn't about us. We can tell you about our experiences. This isn't the recap. This isn't the recap, you know, what, what interesting thing Wilhelm's uncovered, what, uh, what latest crusades heaven's taken, what's latest, what latest bit of scripture Christians had, and what latest nonsensical, crazy circumstance that I seem to have myself in. It's not a recap. It's not an, it's not an open documentary. It's not an open journal. It's, it's a service. We're trying to serve you as best as we can, as, as told by God, and we wouldn't be here without it. So any of you listening now, now is the time. I can't, t I can't fully tell you what, now is the time, but now is the time. Guys, this has been an honor. Thank you. Yeah. The honor is all mine, brother. You like my heart, Thank you so much for doing this. Wilhelm, Devin, thank you so much for hosting. Christian, thank you so much for being, um, thank you so much for taking the time to drive with me across multiple states to see someone very important. Absolutely. You know if you're listening. Absolutely. It's a, it's, a, it's an honor of mine to, to tarry with you. Uh, I felt very kindred to you for, for a long time and, and our past discussions have, uh, have reflected to exactly just that. So, I'm thankful that I'm able to be here with all of you and thankful to God for just allowing it to, mm. to come to pass. Glory to thee, our God. Glory to thee. Yes, sir. Honestly, with how turbulent times are now is really not the time to be traveling alone. It's it's necessary to have a brother watching our backs at all times if, if mm -hmm. available. I could not make this yeah. journey without you. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. Plain and simple. There's a lot of work to do, guys. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, 100%. let's get after it. And as always, listeners, good night and good storms. Glory be to God. Thank you.
Oops. Thank you. There we go.